So if you're digging this groovy shirt I got, it's all about Thrive. It's all about Sanctity, a Human Life Sunday. That's today, praise God. Uh, so what we're going to do is honor all the work that these pro-life organizations like Thrive have done. They are doing a phenomenal... And thank God for presidents like Ronnie Reagan who instituted that. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, yeah, we're that church if you're wondering. We're that church, so we're going to be here for a while. Yeah, and we, and we all, really actually always have been. We, me and my wife have been supporting this, this uh, pro-life organization for over 20-some-odd years and have Bibles on board and babies are getting saved. I, I can go down the short list. There's, I mean, these Thrive's doing a lot. Last year they saved 1,500 babies in St. Louis. And they on and on, and I'm going to talk about them on and on. I got all kinds of stuff I could read. You can go to their website. They need diapers, guys. They need uh, bottles for kids. They need, uh, I mean, just out there. So when you leave, so I don't have to keep rattling on, just go to the table. And uh, I tell you one thing I do want you to do is get one of these baby bottles, fill it up with your change. You can bring it back here to our church, and we will send it over to Thrive. And they can save a lot of babies if you will continue to help them and help these expecting moms uh, that need a little help and also mentor the dads. Uh, and I believe it's, it's a lot better to, to raise these people in Christ than it is to fix an adult. Amen? So, uh, so praise God for Thrive. Let's give it up for them one more time. Amen? So we're going to go... Uh, uh, Matthew 19, uh, I think verses 13 and 14, if Mrs. Rubel uh, would do that. And, and I'll talk about this all through the, and this is about God seeking you. Um, and seeking means to pursue. And I'll just start off with, uh, I'm going to do this, I was going to wait, uh, Chuck, but I'm going to say, remember when you was in high school, the way you pursued somebody you wanted to date? I mean, you, you had your best bell-bottom jeans out for the next day. Oh, yeah. And the hair? Feathered. And I'm telling you what, I hope somebody sees me when it looks this cool. And then you pursued him down the hall to sign your yearbook and all that and was just hoping that the girl would put a heart on it, like, we love you and all that. Like, oh, yeah, I knew she was in love with me. God's pursuing you that way. Even with more passion than the bell bottoms and the platform shoes. Um, so being as it's uh, Sanctity of Human Life Sunday, uh, I chose some scripture that is, is totally fitting uh, for this. And, and a lot of times people, uh, Lupke, think that this pro-life thing is a political uh, talking point or something. It, it's, it has nothing to do with politics. It is absolutely nothing. Life has nothing to do with politics at all. And what's happened is uh, we, we got a lot of people that have gotten to politics and made it political. But this, this is a mandate from the Lord. So, yeah, go, it's, it's noteworthy. Oh, yeah, don't give me a golf clap today if you're going to clap. So God's talking about a lot of things in this chapter. He's talking about 
uh, marriage and divorce and, and this kind of thing. Then he slides down to verse 13. Uh, it says, Then the children were brought to him that he might lay hands on them. So this is biblical to lay hands on people. Has been since the beginning of time. Old Testament, New Testament, it was a way of blessing people. And you may do it uh, to your children now. If you don't do it, do it because it's good to bless your children. Amen? So this is, this is something ordained by God. They brought him to him that he might lay his hands on them and pray. Nothing political about praying, is there? The disciples rebuked the people because they thought Jesus was too, too busy. And here's what Jesus says. But Jesus said, read this with me. One, two, three, go. Let the little come to me and do not for such. So that, that, that settles it. There's no, no, no party up here. Just the kingdom of God. Don't get quiet on me either. If you're a Christian, you have to believe in the mandate that God has for mankind. And, and, and I'll tell you what, I, I think it is so wonderful uh, when these people at Thrive have, have stepped in. And I remember when I was in this podium, I'm trying to think of how many years ago we could roll back. And, and when I said it, everybody thought it was crazy. I said, Missouri will be the first abortion-free state in the nation. Amen. And when I, when I said that, everybody thought I was crazy. Well, I'm not crazy now, am I? Because Missouri is the first abortion-free state. All glory to God. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, we're that church. And we're proud of it. We're proud to stand for mankind and babies and expected mothers. We stand with them, Lord God, and believe the best for them and that those children are, are children who could change the whole world. We believe that some of them could find a cure for cancer or be president or doctors or school teachers or police officers, work in hospitals to treat the ill. We pray, Lord God, that you've ordained this day, uh, today, to encourage our brothers and sisters in Christ to continue to stand and speak for those who can't speak for themselves. And we ask, Lord God, for the offering to be blessed because we know at this church we bless the pro-life organization named Thrive because of these wonderful offerings. And we pray all this today in the mighty name of Jesus and his people said amen. Let's applaud the Lord today and let the basket come by. Um, so go to the book of Jonah. And if you're, you know, when, when you tell somebody to go to the book of Jonah, you're like, where in the world is Jonah at? We know the stories of Jonah because we're, we're read to them before we go to bed. And you, and you read them to your kids when they're babies. And there's a couple other great stories in there. But Jonah surely is one of the best ones out of the Old Testament or or at least in the, in, in the top couple, in my personal opinion. So it's right there after Obadiah, and I think it's right before Micah. So if you was to go to the New Testament, scroll back a couple of books, and you'll end up bumping into it. So it's four chapters long, and I'm not going to read four chapters. 
But what I'm going to do is we're going to go through and talk about all the high points uh, and talk about how God is seeking you and, and mean pursuing. So I want you to know the difference of the voices that are speaking for your time out there. And I don't want you to miss an opportunity. So a lot of people would say, you know what, uh, this morning when I got up, Chuck, I had, uh, I had a flat tire on my car, so I guess that's a sign from God that I don't need to be at church. Just everybody just go like, no, that's stupid. I mean, that's a, it's a Hebrew word for. But if, I, if I'll continue to pray, Mark Moss, and read my Bible and go to church, I know what God wants me to do. He, he wants me to assemble with the rest of Christians, amen. Doesn't matter if you got a flat tire or not, you either need to get some new tires or call for a ride. Amen. amen? So don't hide behind some, some kind of uh, uh, facade, you know, or like it's, like God tomorrow, if it's like snowing, I'm not going, but instead I'm going to like the football game. I mean, because we can, you not you guys, but we can go to football games when it's snowing, but you can't. We can go to concerts. Oh, yeah, concerts. I told you, for the kids who are here in, in, in uh, it, Back when we used to go to concerts, if the band was really popular, first of all, you had to go to Peaches to get your... Uh... Oh, we're standing in line because we love the band. But before... Everybody's like, the hippies are like, go. Before he got your ticket, you would get a, a line ticket. Lean science girls know, oh, yeah, we're line ticket. I'm like number three. Amen? So, well, we're camping out. Oh, yeah. We'll freeze to death for it. But, but, if, but if it's cold, we don't want to come to church. Not you guys, but the other people. Amen? So God's still pursuing you regardless if it's cold or it's hot. If it's day or it's night, and he's speaking to you in all different ways, situations, prayer, Bible reading, and church services, those are just a few. So mark them down if you're keeping score. Amen. So here it goes, and uh, it says, The word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amity. Arise and go to Nineveh. So let's just stop here, and we'll talk a little bit. And I'll just, Mickey, I'll just kind of bring it to you, because we're not going to read four chapters. So it's not much different than the great commission that Jesus called us to do before he left planet Earth. He says, go ye therefore. That's the great commission, and that's what God's wanting the prophet Jonah to do to the city uh, of Nineveh. So those people are horrible people. You don't like them. I don't like them. And we wish that the whole state would just fall off into the ocean. Wow, because we live in the holy state. But, but what you need to understand is regardless of where people live, come on, church, help me out, God still wants everyone to be saved. Doesn't matter what country, what state, or what you think, or what party they belong to, God wants them in his kingdom. Say his kingdom. His kingdom. He's not worried about all the rest of the nonsense. 
So don't make this, don't make this tough and know that God is pursuing you. He's seeking you wherever it is you are today. And I know there's a lot of people watching online today. So be praying for them as they will pray for you today. So he tells him to, um, he says, I want you to go to Nineveh. And Jonah kind of does the old, really what happened, Big Steve, is he, I'll just be honest with you, Jonah didn't like the people in Nineveh. He just did I think he had a bad experience. And I don't know what it was that was around Christmas time or he didn't get the present he wanted. You ever see, hear people like when they don't come to church anymore, like, I'm not going there anymore because I had like a bad experience. And I told you before, you had a bad experience at Walmart, but you still go back. Like, oh, yeah, I got, I got the card. And we won't even start talking about going to the gym. I mean, everybody has a bad experience at gym. Well, you're laying, you're, you buy a membership, you go there, and you're watching all these big pumped-up guys, and they lay on the bench, and it's all sweaty, and you pay a membership to... Just say, that's a, that's a bad experience right there. Because they stink. Amen? I'm going to the gym. Oh, yeah. Well, so what he does is instead of, instead of him going to Nineveh, he goes to Tarsus. So Nineveh would just spend a, uh, just a 725-mile float up that way, but instead he goes 3,000 miles the other way. And, Laura, when he goes down to Joppa to get on the boat, you need to understand when you pay the fare to run away from God, it'll be the devil that's floating you there. And he'll always provide a ship for you. Well, like if I go to the casino tonight and I meet somebody, that means I'm supposed to leave my marriage. Not you guys. Take this message to other people. That don't mean it just means you're at the wrong place at the wrong time. So don't, don't, don't hear these crazy voices and, and get this crazy notion that God wants you to do something ungodly. So we're praying, we're reading our Bible, we're going to church. And we never say that in church. Stay with God. He died on the cross for your sins. He's the only one who can redeem you from this lifestyle. Here we go. So... He's, he's fleeing from the presence of the Lord, so God's trying to get his attention, and God always wins because God's bigger than the little G gods. Amen. I'm getting good at this because I, I can't tell you how many times I've preached it. So he hurdles up this, this great wind in verse 4, and it's a sea, and they call it a tempest. And, and so all these mariners or all these seamen are crying out to their gods, oh, hey, save us from this the sea and all this kind of stuff and little G God here, they're calling out the little G God can't do anything you know, he's a statue or he's a, a dead God that's still in the grave if you're going to call out to any God why not it be Jehovah God he's the one who conquered sin and the grave hallelujah, and is seated at the right hand of the Father hashtag don't serve a dead God amen I don't know, that's just kind of that was a cool slogan I don't hashtag don't serve a dead God. Um, so they're crying out to the little God. I'm making my way down chapter one. Uh, Jonah went down there and went to sleep. 
uh, coming up on verse 6. So he goes down. And after a while, when you've been overwhelmed and you know God wants you to do something, you're like, man, you know what? I'm just going to go to bed. And if I go to bed, like somehow magically, that's going to fix what it is that I'm supposed to do for God. Anybody just say, hey, I'm, I'm going to go to sleep for a while, and maybe when I get up, it'll change. It ain't going to change. It's just going to be later than it was yesterday. It's, it's, time, it's time to deal with the issue now, Laurel. It's just, I'm going to deal with it now. I'm not going to quit hiding. And what's with hiding anyways? Remember when you were a kid, like if you would dive into bed and did anybody try to beat the lights? I could almost beat it. I'd be like in midair. And my, I could run and hit. I was getting good at it because I was kind of afraid of the dark. But if I could dive and hit the switch and make it in midair to bed and then cover myself up, nothing could get me. You guys are going, you're just like me. Don't act like you didn't do it. Amen. So that's what's going on here. It's just people hiding from God. So they they find out there's something he did these these. These mariners or these seamen find out that, that Jonah really did something bad. And they go, who the heck are you, man? We've been out on this sea forever. You must have really ticked somebody off bad. And then go down to verse, oh, about, I think it's nine. He said to them, I'm a Hebrew and I fear the Lord. And they're going, oh, now we know what God you're talking about. You're talking about Jehovah God. So we all know, Bruce, who the real God is. We can play around and go, oh, yeah, well, I got the God of alcohol and sex, drugs, and rock and roll. But when Jehovah God speaks, that's when people start to take notice. Let me tell you something. When the rapture comes, everybody's going to know what's going on. When they're left behind and the church gets raptured up, they're going to go, that must have been that Jehovah God that Pastor Pat's been talking about for 20-something years. He's coming back, and he's going to set the record straight. He's been seeking you. He's been pursuing you. He's been pursuing you. He told me it was going to happen. And Pastor Jay preached it to his church for 50 years. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Guys, it's going to happen. Hallelujah. Well, after a while, I'm just going to kind of do a Pastor Pat type of commentary here. Uh, they're like, dude, man, you're really messing up our, uh, our vibes here. And obviously this Jehovah God wants you. I think we're going to have to toss you in the, into the sea. So they throw him into the sea. God creates this fish long before Jonah was born. So know that God, say it with me, God has a plan. Regardless of what you think. So when he gets thrown over into the sea and the great fish comes and swallows him up, it's to get Jonah the chance to repent of what he has done. And then when he's in the belly of the fish, he's praying. If you look at chapter 2, and the whole chapter is about a prayer. And what he's doing is he's praying the psalm. There's like eight different psalms in here that he's praying. And at the end of chapter 2, chapter two here's what it says. 2-9. But 
I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will pay. Say it with me, class. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah upon the dry land. So he must have a purpose here. Here's 3.1. The word of the Lord came to Jonah. What does it say, class? The second time. And maybe you're here and you think that God's calling you to do something different. No, he's just giving you a second opportunity to get it right. And some of you guys may have been running. You go, I can't believe we're here today. I can't believe I'm here today. I can't believe that he's saying this because he's speaking right to me. I can't tell you how many times I've stepped out of the podium. They go, you're speaking right to me. Well, it's not Pastor Pat that's speaking to you. It's the word of God that's speaking to you. I'm just the voice box. Now, I'll ask you to bring the house lights down just a fuzz because I want to set the mood for this that's coming up. Now, so Jonah is still pretty obstinate, and he asked Jonah to still go to the city of Nineveh, and he says, you got 40 days before this whole town is going to be leveled. And if you follow in King James, he says, he says it's going to be over 120 thousand people who couldn't discern right from wrong so what he's talking about those who can't discern from right and wrong he's talking about say it with me class babies so it could have been as many as a half a million people because now we got to include the moms and dads and the sisters and brothers so 120,000 people need to hear the gospel because they can't discern between right and wrong and we need you to intervene and we need to take this message to their mommies and their daddies so God's concerned about the smallest child all the way to the oldest now, I'm going to ask you to rise with me for all you who come here today and was looking for a second chance. Watch this, Chuck. Here it is. Here it is. Then I'll ask Miss Carol to start a little bit as I get ready to un- unleash the last part of this story. So the word, he gets it there, and they finally, the, the king steps down off of his throne, and he tells everybody in the land, to, to repent, that means turn from self and turn towards God. And then Brucey tells him to get in sackcloth and ashes, even the animals. Sackcloth and ashes. He goes, I want everybody in the land to repent of their sin. From the babies all the way up to the to the grandmas and grandpas. And he said, the sin is so thick. Mark, it's even on your animals. Your animals are cursed by the way that you all are living. He said, your cows and your crops, if you were to, re, uh, to read Malachi, you find out in Malachi, they can't even produce crops anymore because they're under such a curse from the Lord. And what that is, is God's trying to get your attention. He's trying to pursue you today. He's trying to seek you. Now, some of you guys are going to be obstinate. You'll walk out of here. 
Lopke and you just go, I, well, I've heard that before and, and I, I got another chance. I, you, maybe you do got a chance. I have no idea, but I know you got one right now. And, and I got I to gotta just be honest with you. I've seen more. I've seen more things happen here at Have Bible in the last couple of weeks than I have in a long time. People joining, people repenting, people getting all kinds of stuff. So I'm going to believe that that same anointing is on this message. that has been in the last couple of weeks leading up here. And a lot of time it's, it's darkest right before the dawn. It's it, it just like a, it, it, it sometimes, gee, it's like a cloud hanging over your life. I remember that me and my wife were going through this thing, Lisa, which it was like it was a heaviness and, and you didn't sleep, Terry, for like you're going, man, something's going on. That's, that's the cloud that God's trying to move out of your life. He's trying to give you, church today, clarity of thought so you can make a decision today before you leave church. So here it is. So they all repent. They're in sackcloth and ashes. And then we move on to, to chapter 4. And, and, and Jonah, Donnie, he's still got a bad attitude. How can you have a bad attitude towards God when he's delivered you from sin and death? I, I just don't get it. I just don't know why people aren't happy about living a, a, a life full of salvation and love. So here's what he does. He goes off. He goes off and goes sit somewhere and hoping that God's going to change his mind and just level the place. And he say it with me, class. He sits on his pity pot. Oh, you know what it is. I, oh, I'll preach the gospel to him, but I still don't like him. Well, good, you're not called to like him, Jerry. You're called to love him. You're called to love him. So some people are, watch this class, some people are very delusional. It's very evident that people are very delusional. So, he sits there and he sits, and, and because God's a, a loving and, and kind God, he sits there and the sun's starting to bake on him. He just, he's just, just frying out in the sun. So he created a plant that would grow over the top of him to shade him while he had his pity party. But when he kept the same attitude, the God of the, of the land and, and the sea created a worm to eat the plant because he had such a bad attitude. Just say, God's speaking to you. Now, you know when the plant grows up one day and the next day a, a worm comes and eats, something's going on right there. You got to at least raise your eyebrows and go, yeah, sounds like it. Well, here he is again. God's here. He said, I provided you a, a great place to meet on a winter day where it's nice and cozy and it's nice and safe. What's keeping you from God today? Let us pray. It's easy to look at these four chapters in this little book and know that God is seeking you. It's not by coincidence. 
that we're all gathered here today. So let's just pretend or just assume that not everybody in the building saved today. Would you like to give your heart to Jesus Christ? You got you have to admit. This is the second or third time I've been in this sanctuary or fourth or maybe for the last 40 years. It's time for me to give my life to Jesus Christ. It's just, it's just there comes a time when when it's when you can't let it pass you by. The offer's too good. So here it is in plain English. Dear God, I raise my hand to you today. And I admit I'm a sinner. And I know I need a Savior. And I know his name is Jesus. And I want him to come into my life. I want him to save my soul. And then I want him to help me live for him. I accept you now in this free gift and the price that you paid at Calvary. Now here's one for the saints today. Listen very closely. How many times are you going to get an opportunity to repent? Watch this. You got one right now. Don't be like Jonah sitting on your pity pot. Too bowed up to get to the altar. Too mad. Maybe you're mad at God. Maybe you're mad at your spouse. Maybe you're you're mad at your boss. Maybe you're mad about something. Here's the deal. Put all that aside. And come with all your heaviness and lay it at the altar. And let God cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And I'm going to count to three, and I want you to come out from your seat and just say, I need to come down, and I need to lay this heaviness down. I'm trying, I'm trying hard to drag my 2022 mess into 2023. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't bring 2022 into 2023. What a mess. My fears, my anxieties, my, my, my sinful life, my mess. Lay it at the foot of the king. All right. You know, I'm glad that Jonah ended up witnessing to all those people at Nineveh. All them people getting saved. I don't know how many. We'll, we'll know in heaven. Go, Jonah, how many people did you lead to Christ? And he'll tell you it's hundreds of thousands probably. And maybe we'll ask him, was you reflecting on all the lives being saved while you were sitting on your pity pot? Or was you too busy being mad about looking at the majesty of God working through a land that was riddled with sin? Don't miss this opportunity to let God work in your life. Lay it all down. Just go, I don't want to operate anymore in this life that I'm living right now. I want to live a supernatural life. 
And that can only come through the blood of Jesus Christ and the peace that God can give. And when you get up from this altar today, you just need to tell everybody in your family, everybody on Facebook, that you left the mess at the altar. And today, church, I pray and stand with you for better days to come. And I'll believe with you for better days to come. In Jesus' name. This church said amen.